Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community. With me as always is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jade Imes. Oh, hello, Jade Imes. You there? Can you hear me? There you are. What's up, dude? Oh. It's a, that fancy old mic you got. I don't know what happened. I said what's up and you couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear you. I think this is Discord shenanigans. It's fine. It's fine. Well, happy, uh, happy 2021, boys, and everybody ha- hanging out with us in chat. Uh, yeah, we are re- we are recording live like we do every Monday at actually 8:30 p.m. Eastern, which is going to be the new time moving forward, everybody, because I have two kids now, and this is what I need. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, I have no sympathy for you. You did that to yourself. I did. No, I did it to Deanna, <laughs> right. but that's that's a whole other thing. So. Um, it is uh, 2021, which means that we are coming off of a holiday. Uh, we've been gone for the past couple of weeks because we took a break, and that's you know what you got to do. You got to recharge, and we want to take a little bit of time today to recap some of the best of uh, 2020, if there is such a thing as the best of 2020, as far as some of our favorite games and some different categories that we've classified for them each, as well as some of our favorite news stories from uh, 2020. So before we do that, gentlemen, um, how was how was your New Year? Did you guys do anything exciting? Don, did you stay up uh, until the crack of dawn, uh, partying with your with your wife? Ha- you know, going to clubs and and doing all the things that the young people do. I think I made it to ten thirty. Oh, look at you! <laughs> what a rebel! You sound like Vanessa. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, honestly, I was up. Uh, Beck was not. Um, oh, okay. So you actually did stay up then, huh? I did. Yeah. Uh, so you know that um, you know that cartoon of the gamer, and it shows eleven fifty nine. He's still playing a game. At yeah. Midnight, and he pops the popper, and at twelve oh one, he goes back to playing again. That was, that was it. Gotcha. <laughs> that was pretty well, much it. I mean, Deanna and I stayed up. We we watched Ready Player One because she just finished reading the book, and wanted to watch the movie again. And so after that, we ended up just staying up, watch the ball drop. And then we were like, oh, it's bedtime. <laughs> That's what happens, man. When you have a, yeah. a kid that wakes up every morning, you know, our six-week-old baby wakes up at 6 a.m. At, le- at, the, at the latest every morning. So we were like. Is ready. Yeah. Yeah. He's ready to go. Um, what about you, J-Dimes? What would you guys do? Anything fun? We made a big dinner. Because we were gone for Christmas, so Vanessa's mom didn't really have a big Christmas dinner. So we cooked a pretty sizable dinner and uh, watched Wonder Woman. Oh, very cool. Mm. And then Vanessa went to bed before before New Year's and got back up for the ball drop and then went back to bed. Hey, before we <laughs> jump into some of the news, I want to talk about Wonder Woman 84, 1984. It's been getting a lot of flack, by the way. Um, what, what were your all's like, just real quick, like, what were your all's thoughts on, on the movie? D- uh, Diddy, what about you? It was as good as the I first haven't seen one. it. Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. J- Jay, go ahead. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, but I didn't think it's as bad as the internet made it. Everybody's talking about how it was a complete disservice to everything that could have ever happened in life ever. Um, I thought it was fine. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't get it. Like it was, uh, um, yeah. It was a very first... period piece. I liked that it was very like it felt like the eighties. So it did, yeah, that was super not, cool. If it's not as good as the first one, I didn't like the first one. I thought the first one was Oh really? See, that's my favorite DC yeah, movie. I thought it was bad. It was just bad. But oh. you might like this one. Yeah, you might like it. But I might. I I'll watch I'll definitely movie watch it. I just not, haven't got around to it. This movie's not focused on being a superhero movie. Like, it's not for the flash and bang that you typically get out of superhero movies. It is a Wonder Woman movie, but I felt like it was very much like it was about her, not about watching her blow stuff up. A lot of character uh, building for her as a right, person. Yeah, it was, it was it, a, I know, but I, I thought it was I like good. Iron Man story for Wonder, Wonder like Woman. It. Wait, what? need the batch. Do we need the backstory for it's Wonder Woman? It's not a backstory movie. It, no, it's, it's, it's not character about, development. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's about it's about who she is forty years after the first movie. Yeah, 
and like how she is how she's coping with it, the thing yeah how she's coping with still being around when most of the people that we saw in the first movie aren't which is a cool like that it's a cool like different sort of way of looking at it because you have to think the context she's so alone you know like yeah. without going too much into the story because also rips this and in chat is saying that they still haven't seen the movie and so we want to be very respectful of that and don't want to give away the plot to don but there's but, there's a lot in there that does tie back to the first movie and the things that had happened um so it does it does benefit if you hadn't seen the first one to get the context of that um i'd recommend it but i thought it was fun like it was a fun little popcorn yeah, action movie and, and that was great I don't know. If you all disagree and want to, you know, rip us a new one, email us. Joystickandmouse at gmail.com. We'll take it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Um, you know, I was... Not the first time everybody else is wrong. No. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Especially when it comes to my opinions. Uh, everybody else is wrong if they don't agree with me. Obviously. Right. Um, yep. Gentlemen, we did put together a great list of different categories for video games ha that uh that we talked about extensively through the the course of 2020 and so each of us came up with a list that fits these different categories almost like a little award show ourselves and uh, we want to share that with you i didn't have a time to like put a stinger in so here's the stinger that's going to lead into all of this we would normally do like the news stinger so instead i'm just going to do this the entire world is covered in a thin layer of fecal matter that's Dr. Jerry Tolbert, everybody, uh, from a conversation I had with him on the Dad Chronicle. Um, so, and that is true. Look it up. It is true. It's it's sick. It um, makes perfect sense. So, our our very first category for video game reviews is going to be on uh, favorite game gameplay. That's kind of a weird way of wording that but favorite game gameplay so the games that we looked at that we had fun really like diving into like this is how you play it so we're going to go in order uh where it's just going to be me sharing my personal favorite then diddy and then jdime so um if you have spent time here on this channel you've seen me play this game a lot towards the end of the year and that is a game that, uh, first of all, scared the ever-living bejeebus out of me. And then ended up, uh, I ended up realizing that it is uh, not as scary as it seems and way more fun as just, you know, like an adventure sort of game and, and puzzle sort of, sort of game co-op with friends. And that is Phasmophobia. This is a game um, that what you're watching here, if you're watching live on Twitch, is a playthrough that I did with uh, my buddy Scott Johnson and a bunch of other friends uh, from the community. And we took Scott through for the first time. And it was so fun. So uh, Phasmophobia, we talked about it. We reviewed it here on the show. The reason that I put this at the top of my gameplay list of like just fun games, like the gameplay itself, um, is first of all, the immersion of it all. The sound design in it is awesome. And how you use the sound design to your... Um, to, to your benefit to be able to play the the game and like solve the puzzles and figure out what ghost it is uh to the way that you're using the tools at your disposal to see the the temperature readings and um and other stuff like that the just the intensity of like when you're getting hunted by a ghost all that stuff culminated for me like when i really thought about it, i was like dude this is like my favorite gameplay game ever and I, and I love it, and I play the hell out of it with the community. If you're here on, uh, if you're here on Twitch, watching live, come join us. Uh, the game is like thirteen bucks on Steam, and it's such a steal. It's so much fun, but it is scary at first. But don't worry, you get used to pooping your pants, and everything's fine. <laughs> Phasmophobia, everybody. That is my favorite game gameplay. Diddy, you're up next. What's yours? So I sort of looked at this as what was a game that unexpectedly sucked you in and you just couldn't stop playing. And I, I streamed this a couple of nights, but a couple of times I just found myself sitting here playing at one in the morning just because I couldn't stop. And that was Doom Eternal. It was, it was Doom. It was everything that we loved about Doom back in the day brought into the modern era and it had all the guns that you wanted and all the blood and gore and ridiculous monsters from hell and it was just a fantastic game 
it was it was the perfect length it was long enough that it was you didn't feel cheated in the cost but it was short enough that you could finish it um just a, an exceptional game i liked the the upgrades and how you were on your ship and uh and and it was sort of had a little bit of rpg element to it just like the original doom um and it like i, said, I was just sucked in and played this exclusively i, I mean i i bowed off wow for a couple of weeks just to just to immerse myself in this it was excellent game just what was excellent. for you like did well first of all did you play the first one i'm not oh, talking the one from the 90s or whatever yes okay yep i haven't finished that one yet it's on my list like i realized the other day uh that i had never finished that because i was wanting to play this game actually it's it's on game pass um and then i'm sitting here like shit i never finished the first one how do I need to finish the first one to play this one? No, absolutely not. No, nope. okay. It's no, not like it, it's a doom. You're running okay. around killing stuff. You're just blunt, you know. But like Easter eggs, to... they don't have like story Easter eggs or something referencing well, back they... to stuff from the first game or it there is, but you don't really need to notice them to gotcha. enjoy the game. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. You're fair running enough. running around with a shotgun blowing stuff up. It's great. <laughs> yeah. No, lots of gore as people are seeing here on Twitch. Yep. Sorry if you're a little faint of heart, uh, what you're seeing right here. People getting chopped in half and stuff. But this is the yep. game. This is what yep. it is. Yeah, and you yes, yeah, so you get the the uh the gun with the the um chainsaw on it and you can, you know, just run at somebody and stuff it in them and the blood squirts are, it was doom. It yep. was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, uh, J-Dimes, how about you? So my favorite gameplay, and my my um, my sample size is small because I did not play a lot of new games uh, this year, but Miles, Miles Morales, uh, the new Spider-Man game, uh, probably had my favorite gameplay. I was I've always been a big fan of those Batman games and I love the first Spider-Man game. And so the gameplay for this kind of uh, hits me in the alley, right in the alley. And um, are you playing on a PS5 or a PS4? I'm playing on a PS4. No PS5 in my right. house. And we talked about we talked yeah, about that because not in my house yet either. <laughs> it's it's on my list of things to play for sure, because that first game was so good. Um, have you beaten it yet? Yeah. No, I think I'm probably. 25 30 percent of the way through i got distracted okay. by odyssey and haven't gone back to my ps4 yeah yeah by the way we're because we're not going to be able to talk about it today because we're not doing an actual video game review but just without going off on too much a tangent valhalla is really good Valhalla, oh. valhalla is really good <laughs> i uh yeah, it is I, it's on the list for uh game review next week yeah okay good so good tune in next week um, but so this game, how does it feel compared to the first one, uh, gameplay wise and, and why is it up there as like your top game? Well, I really like the story because miles is one of my, one of my favorite characters, even though he is a newer character and he's a good character, uh, the comic comic book world. Um, and it's a story that follows him becoming a superhero and they do a nice twist. Um, at the beginning of the game to kind of set you up and the in the in the the controls are very similar to the first game so um it's there's not a huge learning curve okay good to it. so yeah so and you don't need really to play good. it on a ps5 to get the full experience no, right um i think i think what you just don't get is the ray tracing if you play and on the 60 PS4, frames a second, maybe, but 60 frames a second. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is one I just have to That's pick fine. up. If I can't get a hold of a PS5 anytime soon, I'm just going to need to get it for PS4. Yeah. See, this is the one I, this is the game I want to play on the PS5 first. This is so it's up uh, there for me on that one too. Yep. Yeah. One of my buddies was like that. He was like, he didn't want to play it until uh, he could get the goddess. If I ever, and, and if I ever get my hands on a PS5. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen, Diddy. We'll help. We'll That's right. uh, we'll keep our eyes out for you. That's right. Um, that was a 
yeah, the first game was so good. This is definitely on my list. Well, those are our favorite game gameplay games. <laughs> That's a weird way of saying it. But uh, let us know if you guys have any any thoughts on our list. You can email joystickmouse at gmail.com. We have our next section, which is our favorite game story. Uh, for me, if you've been following this show quite a bit, this should be no surprise what my favorite story uh, the past year was. And it won video game of the year. That is The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part Two uh, was a game that we reviewed here on this show. Um, it is a fantastic addition to the Last of Us franchise, and uh, and also just from a Naughty Dog perspective, they're you know they just do it again where they just kill it as far as making games and making really meaningful stories that really make you feel something. Seldom does a video game make me feel like I want to cry in a good way. And that's the way that this game really made me feel. Um, I want to bring Diddy into the conversation because Diddy, what was your favorite game uh, story? So this was really close for me because I, I, there were two games this year that the story was just, just phenomenal. Just the, the ones that just grabbed you and said, they make you feel and they, and they, and they get into you and, and, and at the end, you're just sort of like, oh, I'm not going to cry for that. It's, um, but Last of Us Part Two was my winner. Um, the other one um, that I considered this was Tell Me Why. Yeah. Tell, uh, both of those games just sort of the story itself just grabbed you and, and made you... We talk about this all the time in the show about how story is so important because let's let's face it there's first person shooter is a first person shooter you know an rpg is an rpg it's story that really sets the game apart and those two games this year for me really stood out as fantastic storylines um i considered death stranding but then i it had a good start but just sort of fell flat um, and didn't really develop enough. Uh, but those, these two games, but I, I, I thought The Last of Us Part Two just sort of put it over the top. And when you feel for the bad guy, when you feel for, for the person that you're fighting against, yeah, that's when you know that they did a hell of a job. It, it was, it's such a brilliant mechanism like the emotional tie that you bring to somebody like abby who a lot of people hate for reasons i don't want to get into because it's um it's a huge plot point in the very beginning and i get it that this game has now been out for a while and you know spoilers or whatever but it is such a quintessential part of the story and the story is so worth experiencing and if you haven't if you don't know what you're going to experience in that game at all it, it's not worth me taking the time out of you know to to explain that because you have to experience that raw emotion in that game um i want to bring it back to tell me why for a second i haven't finished this game but tell me why is is a game that's on my list of of ones to play because i've loved all the uh i think it's don't nod that that makes this but uh all the games that they that they make that are really story driven what about this game was a winner for you, kind of that second place winner uh, from a story perspective? I, I think it's the same thing. It's 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 the same thing that you can relate to the characters. You, and it's a different. It it's it's a different take on the on the usual, um, you know, badass person running around, right, you know, doing everything. It, it's a different take on it, and the way the two characters interact and tell me why was just an exceptional it was really really good storytelling yeah it's a beautiful story it um, just sucked I you in the... it just you you felt yeah, I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie i cried at the end of both of these it was... yeah that's i kind of got the because the um there are other games don't nods other games like the life is strange games have are really emotionally driven make you feel something right man like so I can't wait to really dive into this one. I played the beginning of it, and I and I said this is right up my alley. And then I just kind of fell off of it because other games came into 
came into play, but this one is it's definitely yeah, it, on my list. It sort of happened at a bad time. Uh, we're, it was a game right before it, a game right after it that were really big. Um, and so it got, sort of got sandwiched in between, but it was it's right. A, it's an exceptional game. Yeah. Um, Jade Imes, what was your game story uh, of the year? I'm back to Miles. Nothing um, wrong. <laughs> I'm back to Miles if. It's a hard push between this and Gears for me, but Gears was like tail end of 19. I, I think it should still count really for most people probably as a 2020 game, but... We can go uh, Gears. Gears is fine. Yeah. I mean, the story in Gears was amazing, but I've got Miles on the list. Um, I think I touched on a little bit of it uh, during gameplay, but it's just... It's a story that resonates for me. Yeah. Um, a- absolutely. And- I put the inclusion in Miles... And, and and the same can be said for Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, but, I haven't played Last of Us Part Two, but I, you know, having having played a fair amount through the first one, I haven't finished the first one yet. Um, I can see why people would feel that way about the second one. I just right. I haven't gotten to experience it yet. So, so what what specifically about Miles's story around like is it the inclusivity like what what else around the story for you in that game was really i mean it's nice to get to play a game where the main character looks looks like me yeah yeah um it's not something i, I think that i've gotten to do uh, yeah it's very often it's one of those <laughs> things we take for granted career. it's one yeah. of those things i've always taken for granted and never really thought about really until the last couple of years you know and you know when when the whole this whole movement has really gained steam um not really something i i thought about a whole lot and i've definitely learned learned from that about that and and from that the last couple years yep it's pretty rad i I like the inclusivity for yeah in video games it's also a story that i think a lot of times you play games and there's a story but like the story involves like a semi-invincible character you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's it it, it's not a game that really takes you in they're not games that really take you into the psyche and emotions of characters i that's sort of we've sort of had the same theme there right all three of us sort of had the same theme of these are normal people Right. The games yeah. that we really like the story of are just normal people put in extraordinary circumstances mm-hmm. and and how they react and interact with other people in those circumstances is what is what makes the story really, really good. Right. Yep. Exactly. Right. Well, next up on our list is game aesthetics. So a lot of this is going to be like the visuals, like what about the game was visually appealing um, this is a game that at first I I really enjoyed the uh, the aesthetic, but it actually really grew over time for me to see it as just simply a masterpiece as far as visuals go, and that is Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima for me, um, I still haven't beaten this game, um, but I didn't expect to like this game as much as I really do love this game. So. Um, this one, this has gotten a lot of accolades and recognition for for its visuals. Uh, the the way that the environment interacts with you, the use of wind and nature and the elements to kind of help be a visual part of storytelling and the way that you navigate the world, I think is a really cool way that you experience this world, this beautiful world. So, um, and plus, you're a fucking samurai. Like, that's really cool. So this game for me, it, it, immediately when I saw this topic of, you know, aesthetics, it's the first thing that came to mind. And I actually thought about other games that are out there that are really, really pretty and probably deserve some of that. I, there's some argument that The Last of Us Part Two has a great aesthetic, but there's something about the stylization of this that really uh, actually grew on me over time on, on how much I like it. Uh, so yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is is my pick. How about you, Diddy? So again, this is this is one of those categories that was really really close. I, 
the two games this year that that um just the interaction with the world part of this is is hardware based i obviously you know i'm playing on a high-end pc i've got ray tracing available it makes a huge difference in these games bahala is really beautiful it's, it is yeah it's amazing but cyberpunk is just incredible the the visuals in cyberpunk it are just it's unbelievable when so some of the things i've noticed is when you're riding in a car and you stop the dust kicks and you and you stop in a place where there's dust the dust kicks up yeah you can see the dust kick up be, beside the the car as you stop little details um, like that yeah little details when you walk run by somebody watch their clothes your clothes actually ripple the person next to you um the lights shining off of the puddles in the the water puddles in the in the street um as you're walking along just the the visuals in this game are absolutely amazing when you look in a mirror it you i don't want to give too much away yeah don't don't say too yeah, much there's when you look in the mirror, it lacks, it looks like you're looking at a person and you reach up and touch your skin and the skin moves the way you would expect the skin to move. Right. It, it's just amazing. The, the way this game looks, I, I was blown away. I'm letting them fix the stupidity that's going on in it. Um, yeah. I haven't played it in a little while. Cause I'm in the, I'm in the same boat, but I have a similar feel about it and ripses says it great in chat despite the bugs in the game cyberpunk was very detailed and i can see how it's uh visually appealing it's exceptionally visually appealing oh yeah um and, and then like there's one place where you stand on on the bridge and look out over the city and, and it's just a, a it just gorgeous. feels alive the whole yeah, thing feels it, alive it looks like you're looking at a real city it's just amazing it's yeah so awesome yeah, that's up there. I I, I really want to see that game succeed in everything that it does because it deserves it. Uh, the amount of work that the developer has put into that game, I think it's deserving of as much positive attention, but it has gotten a lot of negative attention for, you know, really valid reasons, right? Like they kind of screwed up in some major regards, um, which we talked about ad nauseum on this show. I don't want to mm -hmm. bring it up too much, but we uh, i really do want to see them turn that round um jdimes what is your aesthetic game Hades. yes which is not a game that i have gotten to play uh but is a game that i have watched a fair amount of streams on uh it is and I, yeah it, it's 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 a very stylistic look it looks like it looks like a comic book almost that's a really good way of putting it, by the way. Yeah. I, I never thought about that. It totally looks like a comic book. Um, but I have enjoyed it, and I was I was telling Diddy before we started recording that I'm now caught in this this decision as to whether or not I want to buy it on PC or buy it on the Switch. Switch. It's gonna cost me more money. Like no, you know what though? <laughs> There's something to be said. I I really, um, well. <laughs> I really like playing this game with a controller. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. That's fair. It works well, really well with the Xbox PC controller. With controller. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It works really well with the Xbox controller. So, but there, this would be a really good Switch game where you're like, you know, uh, waiting on a doctor appointment. I don't know, or on a work trip because that's something that we can see. Do. I'm, I, I'm. I can't wait for I'll Doom Eternal. Take a work uh, for, trip here uh, in the next four or five months. Do you? I can't wait for Diablo to come out on the yeah mobile so I can play it sitting in a Diablo's not out on Switch already. Diablo is yeah. On Switch, yes, on oh. the mobile version. Uh, oh, they're gonna put it on Immortal. Football? Yeah, Diablo Immortal. Diablo yeah. Immortal. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hades is a game that I think would work well on. See, and that's where I wonder. And now, now that we have the the five G iPhone. Wonder if uh, I, and actually, so here in Centerville, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, uh, the five G actually got turned on. 
Oh, did it? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, not to be too much. The, the tower that's out near the middle school. Yeah, yeah. The 5G got turned on there. Oh, cool. So you actually get real 5G, and it is fast as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's it. They've got a. It's it's uh. So pretty widespread spread Woodbridge also. Yeah, I'm mm. I'm sort of itching to try maybe uh, one of the cloud services now on my phone and see how that works. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, anyways, uh, sorry, tangent. I, but for we Hades, don't ever do those so here. so Hades, <laughs> what? Like, like, is it really the comic book thing that really drives it for you, Jay? Or are you thinking something it else? It also reminds me of, like, a cleaner version of the original Devil May Cry. So there's a little nostalgia there for me, too. Um, it does... I don't know if you if you remember the original Devil May Cry, but oh, yeah. it had this weird camera thing that it used to do. Where the camera would r- rotate as Dante moved, right? And then the player wasn't really in a lot of control of the camera movement. It was kind of just how the game did it. But there are a lot of angles that I see in Hades that kind of just give me that feel. And the character, the characters look kind of similar. You know, not identical, but they yeah. look kind of similar. It got that yeah, the sword thing it, going on, quick movement, yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's kind of got like that crawler feel to it like dmc had at points so by the way yeah. so it's funny that you said hades and devil may cry because both of those were my number two and three for uh aesthetic games yeah i'm i bought devil may cry for the the series x version of the game yeah yeah so that's that's got the locked 4k 60 and I'm really, really excited. Actually, I guess it has the lock 4K 120, but I only have a 60 TV. Um, mm. I'm excited to see how that looks and plays uh, when you, you don't get any variance in frames for some Right, right. Now, beautiful game, man. Beautiful game. Uh, Well-deserved of your accolades around its, uh, its visualness. Uh, why don't we jump right into co-op games, your favorite co-op games uh, from the year 2020. And for me, uh, friends, I'm going to go right back to what I talked about at the beginning of the show. That is Phasmophobia. For me, I haven't had as much fun playing a co-op game. in a Well, uh, like just playing co-op game in in general, like this has been some of the most fun. And, and it, first of all, it works really well as a co-op game because of the the interactability that you can have with people in the game. But also as a Twitch streamer, being able to interact with my community and have them join games with me and make it like kind of an adventure together and really quick little games like this has been so much fun. So for me, my co-op game of the year has been phasmophobia and also just being able to play with folks that i haven't played with in like a really long time like um like playing with scott was was a ton of fun um i've gotten kind of like a regular crew of people that play that we all play together and hunt ghosts now and and that's kind of built a fun community and people have a lot of fun watching on on twitch and youtube so uh that's been a really fun co-op experience Going on adventures together, you know? It's like it's like that. So speaking of adventures, what about yours, Diddy? What's your co-op game? So I, I try to think about which game have we played together, if I played with other people that I had the most fun playing. And as soon as I thought about it that way, I was like, well, that's pretty easy. So that my my favorite co-op game of the year is Raft. Raft yes. is... we Because uh, we played, we played uh, Grounded. We played Among Us. We played Jackbox games. We played a lot of things. Raft is just a blast. It's really, really fun. You have to work together. You have to do certain things. You know, you all those things. It's just a lot of fun, and it builds camaraderie. It, uh, it, it's just a lot. It, it, it's, it's challenging. Well done. Yeah, it's well done. It's challenging enough to to push you a little bit but not so bad that that it you know impossible to do um 
I thought grounded was a was fun, but it was a little too drawn out. Yeah, it took too long to get anywhere. Um, in Raft, you really feel like you're making progress um, pretty quickly. So uh, I, I had a blast playing with the guy. I can't wait to, to keep playing with with the community here. And um, yeah, and uh, and in, uh, in 2021, yeah, J Dimes uh, bought the game reluctantly. <laughs> and joined us for a thing and i remember when we were all streaming it together you were like well you know that's pretty good for 20 bucks you well, like this game. game yeah it's a fun game isn't it yeah, yeah that is definitely worth the money it, it, it was oh, totally you get, and it was, yeah, it was you a, get a ton of game time out of last. it yeah yeah uh j dimes what's your favorite co-op game gears five gears five and and not like not like co not like co-op in like the multiplayer of uh gears five but just like the campaign the campaign was so yeah. much fun to play yeah. together dude. i have in 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 all of the games i have never played a single gears campaign solo i take no i take that back maybe the first one i think i made it play the first one by myself i didn't finish it by myself um but it's a game that like i just feel like is fun to play with people it is yeah this mm -hmm. was a game that you and me and will played together yep and we played through the entire campaign and it was so cool um the way that they introduced co-op as a three-player co-op by the way was kind of groundbreaking yeah. at that point and everybody was like what's a three-player co-op what it was the first it was the first one where you could only play three players yeah you, i mean you could play two player but you couldn't go more than three and that third player played this really cool utility class which was like the robot right he played as the robot and that was a really neat it, it was almost like you were a different type of gameplay where you would really just solve puzzles and do stuff like that i don't quite understand the reasoning behind uh, i enjoyed gears 5 not, I, not letting I, ha, not letting them have a fourth player but that's that's the one you guys played without me when i was in america Smith Pong. next yeah the, you were in the yep. middle of a competition <laughs> yep. um this was but yeah this was a lot of fun man when we played this uh and i and i i really like them pushing boundaries i like it when game companies push boundaries like telling us that we have to do things a certain way like this in in regards to co-op like yeah. having games that are exclusively co-op like that get out game um where you have to i think it was get out or where, where you have to escape the prison um oh right yeah so so stuff uh, like that where they, they kind of i don't remember if that's what it's called but, they like yeah. force you to kind of think a little differently on the on the experience so that that to me is is something i actually welcome and it's not a popular opinion i think around a lot of people but i like it i think it's cool i think it's super cool um all right well those are your uh your favorite co-op games so next up on the list is our uh our favorite game overall our favorite game overall um for me it is it goes right back to another game that i have already talked about and that is the last of us part two for me this was a game that i think about almost every day when I'm playing a game and I'm like, is this game really put, like making me feel the things that I felt when I played the last of us part two? No, uh, that's, you know, that those are, I, I'm holding other games to like unrealistic expectations now, which is kind of unfair, but I think that it's, um, it's a testament to the impact that a game like this in the story had on, on me. And I, it's worth putting it at this category of, my favorite game of 2020 and it's and it won like you know we talked about it at the beginning of the show it won uh game of the year i think it's fully like it, it, it deserve it of everything that all the accolades that it's gotten so really happy uh with what naughty dog did here can't wait to see what more they do with this world this universe in the future and even taking advantage of the new uh, the new hardware that the PS5 has and what they do with this IP. I can't wait to see a Last of Us 3 and, and so on. It's a so. very weird way to shoot a bow. Did you all know that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. That was weird. Um, all right. Uh, what about you, Diddy? Okay. So 
interesting enough, this game was not my favorite in any one category. But if I thought about it, what was the best all around game of the year? Uh, it was Animal Crossing. It was Animal Crossing had all the things you would ever want in the game, just not the best of any of them. It had co-op where you could go to other people's islands and see things and get things. And you had to work cooperatively to go sell your turnips and, and that kind of thing. Um, it had collecting, it had ex exploration, it had, you know, good story. I mean, it's Animal Crossing. I'm a bad story kid. Um, yeah, it's pretty you know, simplistic, it, it, but from a story perspective, it, but it really pretty, works. But it worked. It, it was it was um, just a really, really good, well-rounded game that I have sank so many hours into, like, doing stupid stuff, like trying to get blue roses or, you know, uh, trying to build the perfect snowman or something. It, it's just... It's just an amazing game, and it's well done by Nintendo. It's just a fantastic offering, and I know that I've spent just countless hours just terraforming my island. And, yeah, it's a good creative and, outlet for a lot of people, and and it's a great creative outlet. And yeah. and it's and it was it was really good to distract you from the reality of the world we were in yes. this year. I'm really glad was, that you went there, by the way. That is, was, I think, a you big You know, it, we were stuck inside. We needed something to distract us, and it was the perfect tonic for that. Yeah. Yeah, Every everybody in, in Ripsis is talking about it in chat, too. So I think, you know, everybody's playing in the pandemic, and it and it really helped people kind of with that escapism yep. piece. And, and, and that, that's good, and that's important, I think, for... And we had parties. We had get-togethers in Animal yeah. Crossing. It was fantastic. Yeah. We had a blast doing it. It was it was a lot of fun. And uh, it hit at just the right time. Uh, it, it would have been a big game anyways, but it just it hit, hit at the right time. And, and, uh, and Nintendo, kudos to Nintendo. It... it it is by far the best Animal Crossing game. Um, yeah. I have been playing Animal Crossing since it came out in the GameCube. Well, this is this is actually the only Animal Crossing game I really got into. Uh, and, and it's um, funny, Tom Norman in uh, in, which, in chat was like, "I don't get the appeal of it. It kind of feels like work. Kind of is in some cases. Kind of. It kind of has that Tamagotchi effect. Where and yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of this. Where you kind of feel bad when you don't play for a while and like for me i've kind of yeah. like i haven't been to my island in months so i'm really upset oh, like, yeah. i'm afraid that everybody's upset at me now. yeah like and that's okay uh um but but you you do you take the time out to like make sure that your island's like in good shape and it's mm -hmm. you know you're you're you pick up all the weeds and you yeah you know, uh, tend the flowers and uh and that kind of thing and and that's what's fantastic about it is that you care you it, care about your island. Yeah, you, you take care of other things and you're you're keeping your mind off of all the bullshit going on in the world. It's it's fun in that regard. Uh J Dimes, I feel like we're about to do a uh another deja vu effect here. What's your game of the year? So I'm gonna preface this by saying again, I did not play this game. However, um just in listening to people talk about this game, I would agree that it probably is the best game of the year, and that's The Last of Us 2. One day I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> is so, so good. It's so good. It's a very good. It's very, very good. Very, very good. I'm just letting chat witness some of the beauty of the game again. So good. Anyway. Hey, hey, Tamagotchi was a thing. I had to carry that damn thing around. As a matter of fact, I carried three of them around because I had mine and my two boys. And when theirs started to die, I couldn't let them let their Tamagotchis die. <laughs> so I carried theirs around too and, and fed and, and everything their Tamagotchis. <laughs> That's funny. What day I'm going to play Animal Crossing? I mean, don't expect to jump in that game and be like, 
oh man this is like fucking groundbreaking because it's not it like it's very simple in its execution but it does it in such a way that is really pleasant you know like everything about that game i would just say is pleasant even it, like when you're the, putting work into things it's it's relaxing it's calming it, it's relaxing yeah yeah um, it's a different kind of grind than say world of warcraft yeah it's just a, it's a different kind of grind right you know i this is uh the next part that we were going to talk about as far as kind of our top of 2020 is our favorite um our, our top story that we covered last year uh the the topics we, we covered a variety of topics last year uh we've been doing this now for we're episode what are we at now folks i should have looked 94 94 jesus so we're at episode 94 we've been doing this for for a little while now um we've covered a lot of topics and we branched out a lot in 2020 to tackling things that are a little bit more uh let's say like deeper topics such as you know racism um and in and in my case for the the topic that we talked about that was my favorite topic um to talk about was on the episode called Believe Women, if you look back, I think it was episode 70, 74 or 70 some, we talked about the impact that um, that was had on the Twitch community and really the, actually it's really the gaming community in general, but there was like a lot of highlight of, of women coming forward uh, in the Twitch community and the gaming community talking about sexual misconduct and uh, showing a lot of bravery and coming forward with telling their stories and there is that hashtag, you know, believe women that was going around for me as a dad of a, you know, at the, at that point, a three-year-old, uh, I think she was actually almost three, but, but we talked a lot about, I, I felt like that was really, you know, I was proud to be a dad of, of a young lady at that point, because I feel like they were paving a way for my daughter to have a stronger voice and to feel like she has the ability and the strength to speak up if something like that were to happen to her. Um, it's opened up a lot of dialogue and I thought that we had a really, really good discussion about that topic. Um, so while it's not like technically one of our, you know, like like a video game industry news topic that you would typically think about in a show like Joystick and Mouse, it was still so relevant and I was really happy that we went there and had an open dialogue about it. And um, yeah, so I, I just appreciate the opportunity to be a dad of a, of a young girl at, at this point, you know? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that was definitely a big topic this year. Yeah. Uh, I, fortunately, I, I will say my daughter is very strong-willed and I don't think that she would let somebody she's not the type of person to let someone take advantage of her yeah in in any way shape or form yeah and i believe Uh, aria would probably grow up to do to be something similar i mean that that kid mean mugs like i've never seen somebody mean mug um but but i but i definitely believe that there are a lot of women in in a very male dominated um arena yeah that get taken advantage of and and as we all, I mean, we've expounded here many, many times. It's yeah. Just, it's just, you know, it's something that needs to be dealt with and exposed whenever it happens. And we need to be better. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Diddy, what was your favorite topic from 2020? So, so I, I thought that was a, a big topic. I, I had considered that as, as my topic of the year, but I think the story that was was the most important of the year was that Microsoft bought a AAA title developer um, when they bought Bethesda. Well, they bought the parent company to own Bethesda, but but still, I feel like that sort of started a set of dominoes and a, a rush on on these companies trying to buy up studios. And I think we're going to sort of see what we're seeing in the video market really soon. 
I think we're going to have maybe three or four big publishers that own a lot of smaller, um, uh, smaller entities. And sort of like right now we have Netflix and we have HBO and we have Amazon and Disney. And those are pretty much the big four, right? Right. And I think we might see the same thing in video games. We're going to see Microsoft and we're going to see Amazon and we're going to see uh, um, Apple and, you know, and maybe one other start to buy up these, these developers. And, and and I think us as consumers are actually going to be better for this competition uh, because it's going to give these smaller developers a lot of uh, more resources to work with being under a bigger umbrella. Yeah. And I think the competition between them is going to be good for us that we're going to get better product out of it. Oh, agree. So I think, very I think important. that really started up something that's, that's going to permeate throughout the next couple of years. And right. we're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah. I thought that's going to be a big deal. And we'll see what, especially with Game Pass and other things, what, what that's going to mean. Um, Jay Dimes, what is your favorite story from 2020? Um, well, I don't know if I would say this is my favorite story, but it was definitely what I felt was the biggest story. Um, and that was the collapse of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Why do you, why, why was it so important to you? I think we have ever seen a game release that was so big fail so bad that they had to give the money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. It, it was just seeing the stories about how dishonest like i actually think the dishonesty portion of it might be worse than the having to give the money back but that they basically just hid that they knew this game wasn't going to work well on current gen that yeah anyway released it anyway that's the thing yeah and and it made it made a fortune yeah, they they made a ton of money on I it. I would be uh, interested to know how much money they had to give back. Like, what was the re- like? Oh, how many yeah. people actually went for the refund? You know, next to nothing. See. Next to nothing. It, it Are you was, sure? It, yeah, from what I understand, it was so insignificant it does it wouldn't have mattered. Um. Yeah, I. The thing about it is, is that we we've said this a thousand times. I would have rather seen them say, do you know what, guys? We want to give you a really, really good game. We're going to delay it a year. We're going to give, bring it to you. We're going to bring it to you next year. And I don't think that's that's the problem, right? Because yeah. they delayed this game a lot. What they really should have done was said, during the course of development, due to the delays, what we figured out is that we cannot deliver the game that we promised. On the last gen. On yeah. last gen. Get, yeah, on last totally. Console. Yep. We By the way, yeah, yeah I would have rather seen them do that. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would have loved to see them be like, no, we're, yeah, we're just going to pull the plug on PS4 and Xbox One versions. You have but to have a next gen console. they did not want to lose that money and because nobody has next gen console. Well, yeah, and, and then to your point, it's like delayed a year. So that then everybody and, has a better opportunity to have the new console. And by the and, way, I they've mean, lost honestly, a billion dollars. Did. did you know that? They've lost they a, lost bil- a billion dollars. How'd they lose a billion? I don't know. This is they said that they're four um the CD Project Red's founders lose one billion dollars after Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch. Enemy.com. That uh, I don't understand what I, how that happened. Yeah, what I read was they gave back like ten million tops out of. But I think it's also if you look at stock are prices. They a and, yeah, company? it might have yeah. been stock. Yeah, okay, yeah, it yeah. Red run, red run, six nineteen says it. It's it's the yeah. stock prices and everything. Oh well, yeah, oh, I believe that. I believe that the stock yeah. price is going to go back up when they It'll have go back their, up when yeah. they have their uh, shareholders uh, call and they're like, yo. You know how much money we made? 
<laughs> yeah, we we sold we sold 150 million copies, and uh, you know we made you know we gave we had to give back 10, but you know we made uh, 1.4 billion. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to see that. this game do well, man. I really do. I want to see it. It's gorgeous. The game is absolutely good, yeah. gorgeous, and and the story's good. It's, I like the story. It, it's fun to play. It's a it's a fun game. I am. I mean. You can create your character however you want to. Wiener and all. We, we were talking about inclusive, um, inclusive, but you know what? So, so I I started two different characters. One of them a guy, one of them a girl. Just just to see if it played any differently, right? When <laughs> when I start the girl and she's standing there at the first screen, and you twirl it around, and her boobs are sticking through the shirt. <laughs> I, I, Come on, this is I know. like, this and like is the people like first first iteration stuff that should be fixed and not do this. It's, yeah, I and I was gonna show like that. I was actually gonna have a visual of this up, but I decided not to because I was like scrolling through the uh article and it and there it was somebody going through the character yeah, creation wearing know, their the clothes and then you know wiener just and the wiener sticking out. Yeah, yeah. I mean come on guys, this is come this on. is this is First, we're it, better than that. CD 1.0 stuff that should be fucked. Anyway, so uh, anyway. can I add one other thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the story that I was originally going to go with was the like Stadia flopping was going to be the big story for me. I thought but about that. I think that. it's ironic that the place where apparently Cyberpunk plays the best. It's Stadia. It's Stadia. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing that didn't get the traction is the yeah is is the place where you can get the best experience playing Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Yep. Here we are. Uh, There's some irony to that. Well, well, there, there you go, everybody. Definitely. We we have uh, you've gotten our best of from 2020. Everything from best gameplay, best story, best aesthetics. Uh, best game to play co-op with friends our best game of 2020 from each of us as well as our favorite news topic that we touched on so we like to end the show by reviewing what we're looking forward to this year in 2021 and for me a big part of this year and i would say maybe the next two years is going to be how uh these game companies are going to leverage the full power of the next generation consoles and how we're going to see visuals and gameplay experience enhanced over the next couple of years so you know just looking at like i got an xbox series x there are like no real like next gen titles on that uh the first one is coming out medium which is coming out later this month that is going to be the first one and that will really kind of show the first step of, of getting some of that. People are already experiencing some of it on the PS5 and the feedback has been good, but we know what things look like at the beginning of a console generation and then how they evolve over time. So I'm very interested in seeing the, uh, the course of this year play out and what sort of groundbreaking uh, visuals that, that we start seeing in gaming. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Diddy, what about you? So, so I've seen a lot of ads lately, um, and I walked into my gaming room in, where, the, where the PlayStation is the other day. And I haven't touched my PlayStation in a couple months, uh, and sitting there next to the PlayStation is my PlayStation VR, and I was like, God, I haven't touched that in a year. I, I just haven't even picked it up yeah. in a year. And I start seeing all these ads for the Quest and the Quest 2 and the Rift. And I'm like, I wonder what somebody's going to come out with a game, with a VR game, that is just going to blow everybody away. I know Half-Life Alex was really good and got a lot of good reviews. Um, but was it enough to make people go buy VR just for the game? And I'm not sure it was, 
But I'm interested to see where that goes this year. I'm interested to see where VR goes and if somebody can come up with the game that said, I'm going to go out and buy a Rift just for that. Yeah. Yep. Will um, got bought a Rift for Christmas. He used a yeah. bunch of Christmas money to buy the Rift S. And I was super impressed. Yeah. By what you get. Like the experience you get with with the headset. That's we, cool. what I forget what the game we were playing. It was like bone something. What kind of game are you boning things in VR? Oh yeah. man, I, you know I was letting that boy play. Sure. So yeah, um, <laughs> I was I was really impressed. Like it was very immersive. You know, I've played the the VR for the PlayStation, and that's cool. Um, but but the Rift was like a different experience. Neat. Um, so I, I I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot that could be done. Could I, be I done think there's there. a lot of potential there. I I, I want to see where it goes this year. Game like Cyberpunk, like that oh, Cyberpunk is perfect. If you could, it would be perfect if you could do it. Yeah, yeah. It would. Um, I have one more. I do not think actually think this will happen this year. I think this will get put off to next year. Um, but of course, God of War is supposed to come out this year. That obviously will be a big deal for me. Um, but I actually don't think it's going to happen this year. I think they'll put it off. It could. You know, I, I'm not gonna rush any more games after Cyberpunk. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know they time. won't. Yeah, you know take your won't. time. Uh, very good, J Dimes. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to what the Series X, what they do, what Microsoft does. Um, one of the things that has been clear to me, uh, in using my X is that. They have kind of fully walked back that home entertainment thing. It didn't even strike me when I was setting this thing up originally, but they got rid of the second HDMI input. Yeah. So you know how like you could pass through a cable box? That's gone. Yep, all gone. They didn't say anything about it. It's just it's not there anymore. Hmm. Um it's uh you know it's it, it's pure gaming hardware. Um I mean, you could still, you know, you can do the streams and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm looking to see what the big, what the big heavy hitter is that they bring. I mean, I know they're gonna bring Halo, uh, yeah. but I'm looking, I'm, I'm interested to see like what the other, um, what the other first party titles are that they bring to the table. Yep, all they got yeah, all those that, studios. So what's gonna, gonna look be good? the big heavy hitter, right? Halo's yeah. it. Halo is the Microsoft. Franchise. I can't wait. That's, I love me a good it. Halo game. I love Halo. Yeah, I, I told you, and it's so many, so many nostalgic things for me. Uh, playing Halo with with uh, with my sons, um, bending it on whatever that ridiculous level was. Blood culture. Uh, uh, it's called insane level, I think. Oh, oh, the story and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we spent. We spent a weekend up almost almost forty eight hours it. beating beating it on insane. It was it was just a blast. Love that. it. I Alex, love have you that tried game. Master Chief Collection on the Series X? No, no, I didn't even I think was of just that. Wondering what it looks like because they up they updated all of those titles to four K one twenty. Really? Okay, I'll need to try it. It's beautiful on the PC. Yeah, I've played it on the PC, just mm. running around killing stuff. Nice. I need to try it. Uh, gentlemen, that was a that was a great list. Uh, it was. Yeah, we made was, our own list. We made our own list. We always <laughs> go through lists on this show. Um, but it is time to call it. That has been a show. Everybody, let's clap it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, all of our contact information uh, for us individually can be found at joystickandmouse.com. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. And if you'd like to be part of the chat uh, live, 
with us. Like a bunch of people here have been Red Rum, 619, Tom Norm, Ribsis, and others. Thank you so much for being here. We will now be streaming this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, so it's it's always fun. Um, all right. So uh, we're also going to be doing uh, just a quick reminder. Our, our raid team, Filthy Casuals, raids every Wednesday live here and also on Diddy's page. Diddy does games. Yeah. Um, so you can follow us uh, doing the World of Warcraft thing. Um, also on the Dad Chronicle, I've got a bunch of other show or a bunch of other interviews lining up. So if you're a parent and you want to listen to uh, other parents talking about their stories and get some parenting advice and some other cool conversations, head over to the dadchronicle.com. I'm trying to think of other things just teeing up this year. You guys got anything else to talk about? Uh, nope. Come, come join us. Uh, one of us is probably streaming almost every night. So yep. uh, uh, come come hang out and uh, let's, let's have some fun. Yeah. All right, gentlemen and everybody listening live. We'll talk to you next time. Diddy. See you later, folks. Jade Dimes. I can't ever hear Jade Dimes when he's saying goodbye. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Take, like it's got delay going. I hear you now. Yep. Oh. Take it easy. Yep. <laughs> Take it easy. Y'all be easy. Yeah. All right. Be good, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves. Be good to others. See ya. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>